ocean All I know is the world looks beautiful The world looks so damn beautiful and I feel fantastic And I never felt as good as how I do right now Except for maybe when I think about how I felt that day When I felt the way that I do right now Right now I feel fantastic And I never felt as good as how I do right now Except for maybe when Hello. I think about how I Hello Hello Welcome to You Are Being Unreasonable The podcast about people being unreasonable on mumsnet.com not any old you are being unreasonable. The 50th episode the of big you are being unreasonable. If you include the live show and don't include the best of episode we released last week, a small episode added to advertise the live show, and episode one, which is lost to the mist of time. Oh. I've never been in charge of a canon before, so I decided to make the canon for you are being unreasonable as complex as that of Star Wars under Disney. Okay. I didn't think the live show was originally part of the canon, so I feel like you're pulling a bit of a J.K. Rowling on us there. <laughs> it has to be, because episode one is lost. Oh, okay. I understand now. Right. Otherwise, there's not 50 episodes. Okay. Shall but it doesn't count towards the numbering. Shall we do the speed <laughs> round? <laughs> Happy 50th. Woo! I'm Simon. I'm Hells. You would think after 50 episodes <laughs> we would have learnt how to do this. Oh, my. Am I being unreasonable to think I should be allowed to access my road 24-7? No, it's your road. Am I being unreasonable? Corned beef hash controversy. Ooh, corned beef hash is controversial. Makes me hiccup. Am I being unreasonable? Does this count as having sex? This seems like a dangerous road to go down. Not going to comment on that. I am going to suggest that posting on mum's net probably doesn't count as having sex, though. If that's what they're referring to. That, no. Am I being unreasonable? Call me Robert. Okay, Robert. Let's do a full thread, shall we? Am I being unreasonable? Lesbian ebook character is obviously me. <laughs> what would you do? <laughs> Last week, while lazily browsing the internet, I decided to look up an old university classmate who works in publishing. I noticed she's written quite a few short stories, and they're available as ebooks. Scrolling through the titles, one dated 2012, so two years after we last had contact, caught my eye. The plot seemed eerily familiar, so I downloaded it. For God's sake, she's written about our friendship as 18-year-olds, including very specific details about appearance, family facts, habits. But then, it turns into a lesbian fantasy of fondling, fingering and oral sex, my character on hers. None of which actually happened, nor did I ever want it to happen. I'm a happily married heterosexual with no lesbian experience. To me at the time, she was just a lost and slightly creepy friend slash classmate, who I once told, very clearly, after a timid advance, I was not interested in anything more than companionship. After a day or so of feeling alternately flattered to have been transformed onto the printed page, and furious at the misrepresentation, I now don't know what to do. I don't want to show it to anybody close, especially not DH, as it does expose some of my 18-year-old self-doubt and spikiness quite accurately. She is a writer, after all. I also think it would be best to let bygones be bygones. We have no contact and have gone our own way in life. However, it does seem a huge violation to have been literally transported into a scene that I have never been interested in. Part of me wants to kick back. What would you do? The old lesbian fantasy trifecta. Well. Fondling, fingering, oral sex. Fondling, fingering, oral sex. That is how they teach it. 
that's those lessons that people have been protesting about. I understand that's what they're going to be. It's going to be an hour each week where someone just sings some the lesbian yeah. sex song. This is the gay agenda. Point one, fondling. Point two, fingering. Point three, oral sex. Point four, self-published lesbian erotica. <laughs> <laughs> Point five, profit. <laughs> I don't know why this woman's so het up about it and she's making out this friend as being super creepy. Then she goes on to say that they're not even friends. And then she does admit that she hasn't seen this woman in ten years but she went looking through everything that she's published which makes her come across a little odd. Yeah, maybe she does want fondling, fingering and all sex. I mean, the fact that she describes herself as a happily married heterosexual with no lesbian experience. She's not applying for the role of lesbian. Do you have any lesbian experience? To me at the time, she was just a lost and slightly creepy friend. Yeah, it sounds like this woman's a flat-out homophobe, really. A little bit. If you think that someone's lost because they're a lesbian, no. (laughs) Maybe the character's based on you, maybe it isn't. But it's not you. This doesn't make you a lesbian. And here's a thought. If this woman is, as I suspect, a bit of a homophobe, who says that after a timid advance told her very clearly that she wasn't interested... In anything more than companionship. Companionship. Like Doctor Who. (laughs) That sounds like, when we're 80 and our partners have died, we can go on a cruise together, but until then, keep your mitts off. (laughs) You may accompany me on my adventures across time and space, but not sexually. But I wonder... Like, apparently they weren't even friends now. Now she's saying that it's just, just a companions. creepy classmate. Just companions. Do you think this woman's just written this book to spite her? Like, she's written a whole series of lesbian erotica about various homophobes going down on her. If so, that's great. That would be the best that's the best revenge that life well lived. But the second best revenge <laughs> is lesbian erotica, in which all your enemies have to perform sex acts that they wouldn't be pleased with. Yeah. <laughs> And then you self-publish it, and then you mention it, and then you never mention it again, and you hope they go looking for it for some reason. (laughs) Yeah. That's going in my uh, arsenal of ways to get back at people. I'm going to be writing some pretty crappy erotica. (laughs) (laughs) About everyone who's ever wronged me. So watch out, world. I'm self-publishing. Watch out, dude on Twitter. Former line manager. (laughs) Hells is coming for you. Woman who called me unpalatable. <laughs> oh, we'll see who's unpalatable. <laughs> no, actually, the this is quite an unpalatable sex. It's quite an unpalatable take, really, isn't it? Maybe she was right about me all along. You um, were written into a book that time. You remember when Zadie Smith wrote that book about you? <laughs> that wasn't about me. It was just eerily close to me, <laughs> as the OP says. Eerily close to me. I think the best revenge for this person is to write her own short stories about this short story writer. Write a reply pamphlet. What she should do... What Alexander (laughs) Hamilton would have done. I love it. She should write a reply story in which um, a happily married heterosexual reads some self-published lesbian erotica and then puts it down and goes about her happily married heterosexual business. Thank you very much. Yeah. And then that will clearly put the message across that she is a happily married heterosexual. (laughs) It doesn't sound like she's going to put any steamy scenes in. No. This is not erotica. She does not want this woman to get any jollies from this book. It will all be happily married heterosexual business. Very chaste. They will go to B&Q, 
they'll have a roast. Just normal, happily married heterosexuals. And then at the end, she posts about it on Mum's net. Should we hear from the thread? What would I do? Absolutely nothing. I doubt it's going to win any major literary awards anytime soon, so I'd ignore it and I'd pretend I'd never seen it. It's not like you're in contact with her anyway. This self-published lesbian erotica is not going to win any major literary awards. Well, unless this woman's massively playing down how good it is because she's embarrassed. That's how Fifty Shades of Grey started, though, right? It was Twilight fanfic. Yeah, it was. So if this was the next Fifty Shades of Grey... Could you imagine if someone wrote some fanfic about you and it turned into the next Fifty Shades of Grey? That's what I was going to ask. If someone had written erotic fanfiction about you... Yes. Would you want to know or not? Not. Not. What if someone had written you into a novel? Nope, don't want to know. Flowering portrayal? No, I think unless someone tells you something to your face, it's not your business. Just being lazy. Nothing good will come of knowing what people are saying behind your back. I think I'd be pretty flattered. It would be nice to have that impact on a person. Yeah, you want to be in their self-published erotica? Yeah, even if it is erotica. Sure. Okay. I take it as a compliment. (laughs) Someone has asked if it's presented as a work of fiction or a memoir, a novel or an autobiography. Imagine self-publishing your own autobiography as a lesbian erotica. That's a baller move. That is a ball. That's what I'm going to (laughs) do. To try and drum up publicity for, you know, various shows that I'm working on. And this podcast, in fact. I'm going to self-publish an autobiography of lesbian erotica. (laughs) Featuring all my enemies. (laughs) In very compromising positions. This doesn't sound like an autobiography. No, it very much sounds like it's just one of those rubbish books that you'd have to really go digging around the Kindle store for. Because you were looking up someone that you knew ten years ago who you don't like. If you yeah, know this much... I should leave it. How is... Imagine going back to this woman and being like, I can't believe you wrote this creepy book about me. The woman's going to have moved on. She'll be like, how did you find it's not about this? You. Yeah. She'll say it's not about you. And then she'll be like, why were you rootling around the internet looking for self-published lesbian erotica from seven years ago? Yeah. So you could then contact me and say that you didn't approve of it. Why have you gone so far down this rabbit hole? Yeah, you're so vain. You probably think this self-published lesbian erotica is about you, don't you? Don't you? Don't Don't you? you? Let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we have fun. Am I being unreasonable to ask if you would ever give the police a false alibi for your partner? Me and DH randomly got onto this today and he asked if I ever would. I said no, regardless of what the crime was. He said he would for me, but not for murder. Wonder what the general consensus of Mum's net was. Yep. Yep. No hesitation. Nice. What about for murder, though? Maybe not for murder. Have you told me it's for murder? I don't know. I feel like if you're asking someone to give you a false alibi, you need to say what the reason is. I'm imagining you've burst through the door. No explanation to Simon. You need to tell them I was at B&Q. You need to tell them I was at B&Q. Then, ten seconds later, there's a knock at the door and it's the cops. They say, do you know where your wife was tonight? And I say, at B&Q. If you come in and say, if you're covered in blood. Yeah. And you come in and say, you need to tell them I was at B&Q. I'd say, whose blood is that? Okay. But what if I'd done a lot of stabbing but no one died? A lot of stabbing but no one's died? Yeah. I've... Mm shanked up a load of people but just like in the upper arm and they've bled on me a bit and then I come running in and said I was at B&Q I was at B&Q no one's died but a lot of people have got bloody upper arms 
<laughs> spurting out like in a bad TV show. It sounds like the police might have cause to search. No, for some reason they only want the alibi. Okay, and you're just in the bathroom cleaning yourself up. I'm just having a shower. Okay. But you've told me you just did the shanking. Yeah, because I needed you to know it wasn't a murder, so I told you. Oh, I was so on your side. I was ready to give you an alibi, but I don't... Why did you give them a shanking? They were wrong (laughs) They wrote lesbian erotica about me. (laughs) That's not... This is almost a hate crime. (laughs) (laughs) Would you give me an alibi if I did a hate crime? No. Good. (laughs) The correct answer. Right. Drew that out. No, there's certain crimes that I wouldn't... Okay. Most crimes, most crimes, I would give you an alibi for. Like, crimes against property and stuff. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, absolutely. Like, if you came home and you were like, oh, I've done a crime against property, will you give me an alibi? I'll be like, hell yes, I'm so proud of you. I'll make you whatever you want for dinner, and then I'll give you an alibi. Alibi sounds like a euphemism. I mean an alibi. I hear you. This has got very bawdy. A bawdy 50th episode. From 50 onwards, this is a bawdy podcast. It's not a bawdy podcast. Our parents listen. Hopefully our baby niece listens one day. Yeah. That's different, though, because either she understands it's too late for her now at five months, or (laughs) she doesn't understand, so no harm done. Yeah. So are you saying violent crimes are where you draw the line? I think so. What if I punched a man in the face because he told me to smile? No, that'd be fine. Okay. Um... What if I shanked a man in the upper arm because he... Yeah, no. Okay, so it's... Shanking's bad. Okay. It's good to know what the line is. I think I would give you an alibi under a similar set of caveats. What if I've done uh, tax evasion? Ooh. Is tax evasion the legal one or is that tax avoidance? I don't know, but I assume you mean the illegal one. I do. The How would an alibi work for tax evasion? He couldn't have been evading his taxes. He was with me at B&Q. <laughs> <laughs> Buying lots of things with VAT on them and paying it willingly. (laughs) (laughs) How would you unwillingly pay VAT? I don't know, it's like... (laughs) Because it's included here, it's not like America. Right, we were at Costco and it's not included on the price tag. No, but even then you have to pay it. You really do. Um... (laughs) To make a big deal out of it. No, I don't have to pay VAT. To make a big deal turning up. I'm a tourist. Turning up being proper man of the people, I would like to pay the VAT on this as well. Person at checkout's like, yaha. Just so you know, I'm happy to pay the VAT on this. I'm only buying this so that I can pay VAT. That's how much I care about our future. I would love to pay the VAT for this self published lesbian erotica. Thank you. I think the character that we're talking about is happy to pay the tax on champagne at this point, aren't they? <laughs> um, Embezzlement. I've done some embezzlement. Again, these are ones where I don't think it's a case of where you are at a fixed time. Is it that I'm having to back you up on saying that the money was just resting in your account? Just resting in my account. That's a shame about Father Ted. We'll never know who wrote it. No, it's a mystery. Just never know who wrote Father Ted. Yeah, you're thinking of a lot of crimes where I don't know how you'd give an alibi. Yeah. At least with my shanking example, that happened at a fixed moment in time. I think the OP, to get us somewhat back on track, yeah. is unreasonable. To say no to all crimes yeah. is unreasonable. What if you stole a loaf of bread to feed your starving sister, and then what? you're pursued for 18 years by an unreasonable robotic member of the police in Paris? Someone else here has said never say never, it depends on context, but they've said, 
if he went all Liam Neeson, and I'd, oh, no, but they mean Liam Neeson in Taken, not Liam Neeson when he went out <laughs> looking for someone because he wanted to do an actual yeah. hate crime. Less of that. Liam Neeson in Taken, fine. Okay. Liam Neeson, more than... the hate crime, no. I haven't seen Taken, but I think he does more than shank people. Oh, no. Okay, so never Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson um, in Star Wars Episode One, where okay. he cheats a stereotype of a Jewish man to save a slave. Okay. Good. Last one from the thread. Nope, not unless it was something regarding a baby. What, so if they'd done a crime to a baby, you'd give an alibi? Because that's what you've implied somehow. Not sure. <laughs> Let's move on. Am I being unreasonable to use DH's role in my job app? I was reading some of the hilarious job applications in one of the other posts earlier and want to ask, if I reference my DH's political role in an application I'm putting in as background to how our family have always supported a particular viewpoint, is it inappropriate and or irrelevant, or am I being unreasonable? This question from Sherry Blair. What the hell is this person thinking? (laughs) I'm sorry, but if you were Sherry Blair, you'd be keeping your husband's job very quiet. (laughs) Unless it's about evidence that you've always supported illegal wars. (laughs) What? No. This is like Angela from The Office always talking about the senator. Imagine receiving that application. Like, you're on the shortlisting panel, you're reading through the applications, and people are saying, oh, I've done this and this, and that's always, you know, been part of my way of living and it is evidence that I support this viewpoint that apparently is important for the application and then someone rocks up like well actually my husband does this so obviously what are you on about what are you on about oh and it says here on your cv that your husband is a local councillor for the toys why did you put this on here yeah what do you want me to do with this is he available for the job it doesn't make any sense does it yeah Look, you're not defined by your husband or your husband's role. Even if your husband does have that political viewpoint, that doesn't mean that you do. I also suspect, and maybe I'm being cynical here, would it not put you potentially at a bit of a disadvantage because of people's implicit biases if you mention your husband and your family in your job application as opposed to your own achievements? Won't they think there's a possibility that you might not be entirely committed to the job and you're more likely to prioritise your husband and family. I'm not getting into the rights and wrongs of that, but I do think that... It's probably not worth mentioning, because, like, marital status is a protected characteristic. Yeah. So it didn't... It seems like it could only cause difficulty for the employer. Yeah. No. How is this relevant? I don't know. People on the thread are really not understanding what's happening either. How is this relevant to the job application? Does the job spec require you to hold certain viewpoints? Even then it would require you to, not your husband to. My husband's written quite a bit of lesbian erotica. <laughs> Which is why I think I would be the best person for the role of chief executive of Stonewall. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. My husband's an ally. <laughs> are, are you an ally? <laughs> He doesn't sound like he's an ally. Why is he rooting so much lesbian erotica? He just really admires those girls. Okay, it sounds like fetishisation. Someone else has said, I think it'd be really inappropriate to do this. Inappropriate. There's a lot of people saying, what job is this where they're asking about your viewpoints? But, like, whenever I go for jobs, you have to sort of say that you have the right viewpoints for what the charity does. So I can see that. Maybe it's a charity-type job. 
I just feel really sorry for the people filtering through CVs if this is the sort of stuff that people do as a matter of course. Oh, I, I should think what some people put on CVs. Like, I've seen CVs with some completely irrelevant stuff on them, but I've never seen CVs with people's husbands' opinions on them. Because that's not a section, is it? It's not like personal interests, work history, references, husbands' opinions. I used to put hobbies on my CV. Hobbies? What a child. <laughs> Isn't that what something... What a bare child. They advise you to do that at school, Yeah, though. they do. They tell you to put hobbies on. That's because you've got no work experience yeah, and they... no education achievement. They don't explain when to take hobbies off. It's just to pad it out into an A4 Microsoft Word document. <laughs> But it is perfectly reasonable to have a line that says personal interests, but you do need to make sure they're personal interests that you can tie back to the job somehow. You can't just put hobbies like... I have seen CVs where it's like, you know, a marketing job and people have put their hobbies on there for no reason. They're like, I really enjoy baking. It's like, okay, good. It's nice that you have a hobby. Yeah, great. I don't know why you've shared this information, but it's not going to disadvantage you. But if it's like hobbies, blindly following my husband's viewpoints... That might make me think, I'm not sure about this person. Can you give an example of committing to a role? Yeah, I've done 50 episodes of a so-so comedy podcast with my wife. <laughs> Can you if give you us... include the live show and don't include episode one. Can you give us an example of committing to a role? Well, I'm very committed to my husband and he has a job role. <laughs> no! <laughs> Someone said it looks like you're name dropping, which is... Super weird, especially since I'm imagining this person's husband is a local councillor. <laughs> yeah, so I'm imagining like... a very low-level political role. Yeah. Not def- like the head of MI6. Which I'm sure you're not allowed to go around blabbing about. Yeah, you... probably not allowed to put that on a CV. No. Shall we move on? I'm very committed to my husband, as he's told me that he would provide an alibi to the police. <laughs> Let's do one more thread, shall we? Am I being unreasonable? To tell young male work colleague to stop with the sexual innuendos as they're making me uncomfortable. I don't know how best to handle this situation. Small office, no HR based on site, and line manager is a bit wank in all honesty. Hmm. He's 20 and he has awful, an awful professional manner. Fuck him! He shouldn't be in a professional environment if he can't behave accordingly. Few examples. He mentions his large penis several times in a serious way. <laughs> Shut the door on the small storage room I was blocked in uh, Sorry Shut the door on the small storage room I was in And blocked my exit Saying You're mine Ha 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 I actually panicked And felt fucking terrified For a split second I was mumbling to myself About something that had gone wrong When he asked me what it was And I said Oh nothing I'm just moaning His response was Oh you're moaning Well don't let me stop you Followed with Actual sex noises and well it's making me so fucking uncomfortable i have to refrain from throwing the printer in his fucking face every time i see the creep it's hard to explain but the lingering smirks and looks are just fucking odd he stands in my personal space at every opportunity it's so has got a bit of a potty mouth very much so i it's... thought about not using all of the swears yeah yeah, so many that it actually gets in the way of trying to follow what's going on. But when you get to the it, root of what's going on... Yeah, it's not a good situation. This is a bad situation to be in. He keeps mentioning his large penis in a serious way. 
She's put large in quotes, but then she says it in a serious way and then a confused face. Like, is he like, oh, I'm going to have to go early this afternoon. I'm going to the doctors about my large penis. I don't understand what the serious way is. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure I'm best to handle the Miller account because of my large penis. <laughs> like, I don't understand. And then at the end, she's like, oh, it's hard to explain. It's not hard to explain. You've given three very clear examples of things that are bad about this. Don't doubt yourself. It's not hard to explain. Yeah. No, this does sound like bordering on sexual harassment. Absolutely. And that's not good. Not in this Me Too era. In this day and age, no. I don't think that them being a young male colleague is particularly relevant. I think if any colleague did any of this stuff, you're well within your rights to make a complaint about it. They say they're a young male colleague. Like, if they were mentioning the colleague was young and male because the colleague's real problem was just that they were a bit arrogant, you could be like, oh, they'll grow out of it, fine. But the colleague's real problem is they blocked her in a cupboard and said, you're mine. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, that would be bad even if it wasn't a young man. Young men are the worst. The worst. Yeah. But this would be bad. This is bad behaviour. If that was an old woman doing that to her, that's still very wrong. <laughs> You're mine. <laughs> like a witch. Not all old women are witches. Alright. But yeah, if it, oh, if it was an actual witch, that would be very troubling. Oh yeah. If you've got a witch at work... And they block you in the cupboard. That's bad. It's, it's worse if they're doing sexual innuendo. What if the this witch... horny old witch. The witch is very seriously telling you about her large penis. But being a witch, it turns out that it's in a vial and she's about to use it for a spell. <laughs> Here's her large penis. It's not appropriate in the workplace. Or anywhere, really. Don't carry a severed penis around in a vial. You go to the printer and you find the witch has been writing lesbian erotica with you in it. <laughs> and printing it at and work. Printing it at work. Why did they print it? nice to have something to read on the bus can they not just get it on a kindle like all the other self-published erotica they're a witch why would a witch not have a kindle what sort of life is this witch living where they don't have a kindle but they do have a jar full of penis priorities a kindle is more versatile well yeah but not for spells Mm. there's no spells that involve kindles Let's just go back through all the bits and I'm going to take out the swearing because it's not adding anything and it is making the post difficult to follow. He shouldn't be in a professional environment if he can't behave accordingly. few examples. He mentions his large penis several times. In a serious way. In a serious way. Not in a silly way. <laughs> large penis. Large penis. Large penis. Oh, he's so silly. <laughs> He's there chucking those batons that you see at the circus. He's saying, these are the same size as my penis. (laughs) He's doing balloon animals, but very suggestively. As to suggest a large penis. If someone came into the office and started making balloon penises, I think that would just perk up the day, really. Because work is, you know, it's fine, but that's a lot of hours to be focusing on work. Why not break it up with balloon animals? I don't understand why I didn't get the job. I put my husband's role as a balloon penis artist in my CV. (laughs) To show our political viewpoint. <laughs> what political viewpoint would that be? You're open about sexual balloon art. You know, I actually know someone who describes themselves as a sex clown because they're both a clown and a sex educator. At, at once? I don't know. Does the clowning... Is the clowning used for the sex education? I think some of the clowning has elements of sex education in it. I don't hmm. know about... 
I think if you hire a clown, you'll get her doing clowning and sex ed. If you hire a sex educator, I don't know how much clowning you'll get. Is this an additional clown to the types of clown from Modern Family? Uh, no, I imagine that she follows a regular type of clown, but has incorporated... I don't know. Sad sex clown. A hobo sex clown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shutting the door, blocking the person in, clearly bad. I was mumbling to myself about something that had gone wrong, and when he asked, I said, oh, nothing, I'm just moaning. His response was, oh, you're moaning, well, don't let me stop you, followed with actual sex noises. He sounds like a character from a 90s sitcom. Yeah. When that kind of thing was not acceptable. It was acceptable in the 90s. Not acceptable, but it would have been on TV as funny. Or Jay from The Inbetweeners, which ran in, like, 2000 and... Yeah. Ten? Yeah, maybe not even the 90s. Yeah. He sounds like a fascio character, I think is what I'm saying. Yeah, like he does. Like an annoying, weedy man with sort of bum fluff and acne. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear from the thread. Good grief, what a jumped up little shit. Only 20 and he's somehow got the nerve to be sexually predatory in the workplace. I think that might be because he's 20, not despite him yeah, being 20. because he's 20. You need to be put into the not-on-site HR. You know what I've just remembered? When I worked at a greengrocer's when I was, like, 16, 17, there was a lad who worked there who was the school year above me, so he would have been 17 or 18, and he once blocked me in the fridge to make some sexual innuendo at me. Like one of those big walk-in fridges that you get at greengrocer's. And he was, like, standing in the way of the fridge door to tell me all about, you know, the terrible sexual innuendo that he thought was appropriate. And I'm pretty sure that I just shoved him out of the way. <laughs> Maybe she could just shove this person out of the way, but I guess it's different if you're a teenager. Yeah. If she's a grown-up. Teenager on teenager, it's one thing to just be like, oh, get in the fridge. Clear off. And someone said, I can put my finger on it. He's a creep. <laughs> He's a creep. He's a weirdo. <laughs> <clears throat> I think she needs to say something. I really think she needs to say something. I don't think saying, oh, he's young and he hasn't worked out how workplaces work yet is going to do anyone any favours. He needs to learn that this is how workplaces work. Don't shut people no in the cupboard. Don't sexually harass them. Yeah, or I go to HR. Yeah. And you have to leave. Yeah, she should just sit him down. She should tell him very sweetly how things actually work. And then she should dismiss him. And then she'll feel victorious and he'll feel small and everyone wins. Should we do one more speed round? Am I being unreasonable? No bathroom. Yeah, you need a bathroom for pooping. Am I being unreasonable to hate popular names? Oh, I hate those popular names. Steve. Am I being unreasonable too old for nose piercing? You're never too old for a nose piercing. Never too old for a nose piercing. Never too old for a nose piercing. Even at 50 episodes? Fondling, fingering, all sex. Fondling, <laughs> fingering, all sex. <laughs> Am I being unreasonable? Should I tell these people to go home? Go home. Go home! No, no, don't do that. Okay. It's got racial connotations. That's yeah. what Trump did when he got in trouble. Not in as much trouble as he could have. But it's also what Theresa May did, and she then became the Prime Minister. And someone wrote an article calling her a hero. Yeah. I'm sure pl plenty of people have, I've only seen the one. But I guess it all depends. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, don't tell people to go home. Please we do come and see our live show. Yep, we've got a Camden Fringe live show coming up Thursday, 15th of August. Details are on the Camden Fringe website. And we'll put them with the information now. for this episode as well. Yep. We released a best of episode last week, so if you didn't listen to that, do. It's good. Yep. 50 minutes from 50 episodes. 
that's that's it we've got some very exciting news coming up that hopefully we can announce soon but do keep an eye out on our twitter as well yep um we're for... releasing you are being unreasonable lesbian erotica exactly <laughs> no it's uh we have a potential christmas show in the works but further details to follow yeah and yeah thank you for listening thank you for listening to this and thank you for listening to all the other episodes yeah all the 49 other episodes it's 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 very nice to be able to do this and we do it for fun but it seems like other people enjoy it as well so that's nice it is nice to bring joy into the world it is especially nice to bring joy. from a cesspit like mum's net yeah it's yeah. good to be able to dredge through all the shit and find the and little nuggets into, of gold turn it into gold like yeah. alchemists, like pod alchemists. Exactly, we are pod alchemists. We are pod alchemists. So, thank you for humouring us. We're going to go now. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Fantastic. And I never felt as good as how I do right now. Except for maybe when I think of how I felt that day. When I felt the way that I do right now. Right now. Right now.